I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about politics. I don't want to think about politics, but but I do. Because, in essence, there's no way for anything to not be political. Except perhaps, let's say, the most, the most rarefied of concepts that transcend human concern. So, you know, right now we're going through a, an interesting set of developments when it comes to the question of truth. And, you know, those of us who are interested in truth, well, it's rather upsetting to be in a world so rife with lies. But, of course, it does seem that the more you study history, the more you realize that uh, civilization and truth are kind of incompatible. And... uh and yet there is a kind of truth to the kinds of lies that need to be told in order for a civilization to work. Although there is, of course, the point where civilizations no longer work. They start to uh, degenerate and erode and collapse. And it does seem that one of the hallmarks of that is people being willing to Embrace ever more outrageous lies. And so when you see people who are doing their darndest to tell the truth uh, be the targets of uh, the wrath of various forms of authority, including the government, and social media and all of the intelligence agencies that are, in essence, uh, managing both government and technology companies, well, it's a rather refreshing notion that somehow justice might be served and the truth would come out at last. I think in many respects, those of us who have been sickened by the ever-increasing outrageousness of lies, we all cherish the notion that at some point or another the truth will come out and the world will be set right, as naive as that may be. Nevertheless, we have uh, a contender who's walked into the ring, dropped a neat $44 billion in order to inherit a complete shit show. But part of that shit show uh, are the records of what transpired in the prior regime. And so now we're getting to see the inside baseball and what's been happening at Twitter. Well, since they converted from a free speech platform, which was their original intent, under Jack Dorsey, they had a initial policy that was very much in line with what perhaps uh, Elon seems to want to return to, perhaps, but not so clear, not so easy. Things are more complicated now. At any rate, let's not worry about whether or not Elon is going to succeed. It seems very unlikely, but 
let's just take a look at, at what's been revealed recently because I think it it's revealing in, in ways that we don't necessarily consider at first glance. Well, or at least <clears throat> it reveals possibilities that I haven't heard discussed yet. So that's what generally motivates me to start flapping my lips. And, uh, and here's how it goes. So we have this Hunter Biden thing, this Hunter Biden story. Now, if you're not familiar with it, then get familiar with it because I'm not going to describe all the details about it. I'm going to refer to a bunch of things that you would find out if you knew about the story. If you don't know about the story, it's not going to make a hell of a lot of sense. So in essence, this story has had a certain type of trajectory to it. And uh, the initial trajectory was that it was declared a nothing burger by everyone that mattered. So you have... The New York Post writing a story about this laptop that has not only extraordinarily uh, embarrassing things about Hunter's private life, but a number of pretty significant nuggets about his corrupt dealings in Ukraine and uh, his father's involvement in these things. And apparently some stuff about China, too which almost never gets talked about. I still haven't heard the details on that, but every now and then someone mentions it. I'm not going to go diving into all that data, but um, but yeah, apparently there's something about China in there too, which is also kind of interesting and worth keeping in mind. Nevertheless, initially, this story was uh, declared Russian disinformation by all the fact checkers out there, and it was promptly... Uh, demoted on all the major platforms. The New York Post's Twitter account was temporarily suspended. And uh, in general, whenever the issue came up uh, in most media outlets, in mainstream media outlets, it was just dismissed as nonsense. Well, it hasn't gone away. And over the course of time, there have been a number of developments before these most recent revelations, the Twitter files that have been coming out over the last few weeks. Uh, it was, I think, about six months ago, maybe, that the New York Times finally admitted that the laptop was authentic, that it was a real, a real thing, that it actually belonged to Hunter Biden. I don't know that they admitted that there were compromising bits of information on there that led to the president, but... Uh, they admitted that it was a uh, that it was actually Biden's actual laptop, which is kind of significant. I want you to keep that in mind as well. So you know what we've learned most recently is FBI involvement with Twitter and with respect to this story, and making sure that it didn't really get any major play on the platform. And apparently there was also, in the Twitter files, indications that the FBI was working closely with Facebook as well. Not, not on this alone, on many, many different things. But let's just focus on this for now. Let's, let's think about what's going on here. So we have, uh, we have back in 2019, a candidate for president whose son 
has been involved in some rather shady deals in Ukraine, gets paid a lot of money for them for doing, as far as we can tell, not much of anything except getting access, allowing access, (laughs) facilitating, there you go, that's the word, facilitating access to his powerful father, former vice president, presidential candidate, and uh, long-term high-powered politician in D.C. from the state of Delaware, which is also kind of interesting because those of you who know what a Delaware corporation is, you could say Delaware is the state most friendly to uh, protecting corporations and those who hold an interest in them from liability. At any rate... The story is squashed. Biden wins the presidency. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a war with Ukraine. What are the chances of that? The guy who has the most corruption directly related to the country is in office when the trigger gets pulled for a major military operation. We've uh, we've apparently spent something on the order of a hundred billion dollars, and we don't know how exactly that's money that money has been spent because they will not allow any accounting of it. We don't even know where the weapons are going. Hundred billion dollars—that's more than the entire budget of uh, the the annual military budget of Russia. So the war in Ukraine is a separate issue. I think it's an incredibly important issue. I think it's complicated. But I also think it's rather clear, as Barack Obama said, that there's no real strategic interest for the United States in Ukraine. And so you've got to ask yourself, what's really going on here? At first glance... When you look at the drama of this kind of a story, you see something that goes along these lines. You see suppression of a story that might have changed the outcome of an election and that there is this rather disturbing connection between the kind of corruption that's revealed on the Hunter Biden laptop And the war that's presently going on now that we're pouring what little remains of our national treasure into for reasons that are not entirely clear. And so I think a lot of people who have been aware of this story for a while feel a certain amount of urgency that the public would be made aware of this and that people would finally understand that that we have a real problem here and that our nation's leader has been fundamentally compromised because of an interest that he has here, something that he would like to hide, something that he doesn't want being brought to the public's attention. And so some might think, well, the fact that this story is now being made more widely available Well, that might be a good thing. That might actually bring some truth 
into view. And, uh, you know, what do they say? Truth is the best disinfectant. Light is the best disinfectant, right? And, uh, and so that idea that things could get cleaned up because now we would know the truth. But that's certainly not the only possibility. And I'm afraid that there's another possibility that's worth considering. And I'm not saying that this is what I believe. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I think it's a possibility worth thinking about. Because I have noticed this story kind of bouncing around on the fringes. And occasionally it pops up in a mainstream outlet in a way where it doesn't quite cover what's actually going on, but it just makes an appearance. And so let's just imagine that for whatever reason, there's an extraordinarily powerful group of people who want to see something happen in Ukraine. And as I said, we don't have a really great sense of exactly why it is that all of a sudden this has become the most important thing for the United States to do with all of its resources, particularly now that our civilization, our, our society is crumbling in so many different ways and we don't seem to have money for any of that. So it's rather alarming that we have such uniform support for this amongst the political classes and throughout the media. And, you know, as far as I can tell, throughout the population, because I've spoken to a lot of people lately who are just all about supporting Ukraine. And I'm sure they think they're doing the right thing. And I'm pretty sure that they're terribly mistaken about that. But that's a different story. If you wanted to make someone do something that they really didn't want to do. One of the best ways to do that is to hold the legacy of their family over their heads. And so I've seen this story popping up at at key moments over the last few years. And it seems like every time it does... It fades back into the background and there's another escalation in the action in the Ukraine theater. And so you really have to wonder, now the heat is being turned way up, what kind of escalation are we going to see next? Is this, is this, so is it possible that the mere mention of this story in, in, uh, mainstream outlets gives Biden the heebie-jeebies and pushes him ever closer towards doing something that he would not otherwise ever consider doing. I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I'm just saying it's a distinct possibility. And this is the real problem with electing corrupt people. You know, I'm not sure it's possible to elect anyone that isn't corrupt. You know, there is this whole notion that, in essence, the entire edifice of government around the world is held together with blackmail. And it's a pretty good theory. It makes a lot of sense. In some ways, you could say it's necessary, because how else are you going to have discipline 
with very ambitious people. If you don't have information on them, that's going to keep them doing whatever it is that you want to do. The problem is like who's holding the reins and what are their intentions and what's the outcome of the whole thing going to be? But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I always figured corruption was a, a real problem, but now it seems to me that it's, it's, uh, it's just right to the core. It would completely, completely corrupt. And that's frightening. It's a frightening situation to recognize that your society is being run by people who no longer can afford to care about what happens to the country because they're being held to some other program because of the drama of their own lives, really, and decisions they made that allowed them to get into those so-called positions of power. They're not really really positions of power, because if someone has control over these officials, over these elected officials, that's not a person in a position of power. So I'm not saying that that's what I think is happening. I'm saying it's a very distinct probability, possibility. I don't know what kind of a number I'd put in. I'd put it, uh, I don't know. It's more likely than not. And um, I don't really know what good it is to think about this, except to perhaps... Um, take a step back from being too enthusiastic about what's happening with the Twitter files. I mean, I, I do still think it's, it's better for the truth to come out ultimately, but I don't know what the, uh, what the consequences will be if this is ultimately being used as a way to corner Biden into making some kind of an escalatory move that he would not otherwise make. You know, it's really quite remarkable that uh, that his administration has not only failed to make any real diplomatic efforts in resolving the conflict there, but when a small contingency of so-called progressive Democrats uh, sent a letter to the White House basically saying, yeah, we fully support what needs to happen in Ukraine, but couldn't we do a little bit of diplomacy on the side? That was... a you know, that was going too far. They all got reprimanded and sent back to their rooms, and they all decided that it must have been some staff person who had uh, sent the letter out without their knowledge. (laughs) That actually happened, right? So what that tells you is that uh, the administration wants this war to continue. That's what it tells you and that shouldn't come as a huge shock to anyone because of course pretty much every administration since um uh, who every administration since world war ii has been managing some kind of major military action isn't that true and uh they may, you know, talk about wanting to end them, but more often than not, they, they really don't. Or, you know, by the time they do, they've got something else lined up. So it doesn't strike me as a coincidence that Biden was 
you know, one of his first moves in office was to get us out of Afghanistan in, in what I thought was just an unbelievably horrible way. Uh, but we did get out of there. And then, of course, uh, next thing you know, we're just uh, pouring military technology into Ukraine and tons of money with it. So I don't like the way it smells. I won't be surprised if things escalate uh, way further than people would imagine. And I don't know precisely what that means. But um, recently they started shipping Patriot missile systems. So that's another indication of escalation. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the American people have been very complacent about all these wars. On the other hand, We've also made it pretty well known through public opinion polls and some street action that, that we really don't support these things. But, uh, but I think it's a relatively uh, anemic, you know, we, we just don't have the integrity as a society to, uh, to get we i mean basically i think we know i think that that at this point the american people know that the government doesn't care what we think and we could march all we want and we could demonstrate all we want and we could organize all we want and it's not going to make a bit of difference and if we were successful enough to be bothersome to these people what they would do is uh well exactly what they did to the January 6th people. So if we really got bothersome with this, uh, with this government, the people who are running the show, they would just infiltrate the, the uh, groups that we were part of and frame people and uh, get them arrested on trumped up charges and make an example out of them, call them domestic terrorists. That's where we are. That's where we are as a, as, a, as a society. And, you know, in some ways, I think, I think we deserve it because we have succumbed to the temptations of Babylon. And we've lost our sense of uh, civic duty a long time ago. And we uh, allowed these mediocre people in politics to not only be elected, but to, uh, to get so corrupt and so far away from their constituents. So it's, it's, it's a gigantic mess and another very depressing episode here at the assembly of science. So I think that that pretty much covers it. Uh, one of the underlying messages, I think it's worth kind of, contemplating is, you know, when you think you know what's going on, well, think again. And that means, well, think again about what the possibilities are, because you could think, oh, it's really just this simple, like they tried to cover up Hunter's laptop and that would have changed the election. And if everyone knew about it, then 
it would solve the problem and everything would be okay. But maybe this, you know, maybe this laptop, it's not as if this is the only salacious thing out there. There's another story that circulates every now and then that's even more intense than this one. I'm not going to say what it is, but it shows up here and there. And that's another one that whenever I see it, I'm like, huh, I bet you that there's someone letting Biden know that this story is still circulating, sir. And now it showed up here, you know? So when the Hunter Biden thing was verified by the New York Times, I bet you that that was noticed. Ooh, the New York Times just said that that's actually a real thing. Did you see that, sir? Not saying that's what happened, just saying, like, there's a pretty good chance of it. So when you think you know what's going on, there's a pretty good chance that you're wrong. And uh, and so, you know, the political drama often has multiple layers underneath the surface. And I don't know what the other possibilities are. This is just one that occurs to me right now. I'm sure there's plenty of other ones. But I think it's really worth, before you kind of jump on a bandwagon, really thinking... Well, what's another way of looking at this turkey? Okay, well, not a lot of prescriptions for anything useful. I'm sorry. I hope that the meditation was worth your time. At least it wasn't too long. If uh, you think it's interesting and that it might ruffle some feathers of some people whose feathers you'd like to have ruffled, I hope you will send it to them. And uh, if you would like to be made aware of things that get posted by me on a very infrequent basis to, well, not only this podcast, but sometimes I write stuff and sometimes I put stuff up on Taiji Reality about an interesting theory having to do with consciousness and an ancient symbolic system called the Bagua, which is comprised of the trigrams, which make up the I Ching. Well, sometimes I post to that. There's, you know, you never know what might happen. So if you want to find out what might happen and hear about it, then subscribe to my Substack. Taiji Reality, T-A-I-J-I-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y dot substack dot com. You can also subscribe there, which means that I get a little bit of money from you. Or if you prefer, you can do Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Taiji Reality. Or you can send me some PayPal at taijireality.gmail.com. What else? That's about it. That's all I'm going to say for now. Maybe I'll have more to say later. I hope you all are faring as well as can be in the midst of this nightmare. And uh, I hope that um, you take the time to enjoy when you can what there is to enjoy, because God knows how much longer we have to enjoy anything. Sometimes civilizations go into a very dark place. I don't know what it's like for the people in Ukraine now, but I imagine it's pretty terrible. I've got a friend who's got family there. Uh, most of them have left. Uh, I imagine that it's gotten pretty dark in some in some, many places in Ukraine, and um, and these kinds of things can spread around the world. You know, they have spread around the world. The 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 I'm sure that. The kind of damage that was done in Afghanistan and Iraq and in Libya and countless other places around the world is something that will be resonating throughout the human soul 
of everyone who had a connection with the people there for generations to come. And, and this is why it is a horror and a tragedy and a shame that our nation, which likes to pretend that it's the beacon of hope for the entire world, has spent its energies doing these things to so many people, doing these terrible things to so many people around the world, and at the same time destroying its own people. Because people here are suffering too. Maybe not in the same... Well, some people are suffering unbelievably badly here, but still probably not as badly as in Syria and Ukraine and you name it, right? But how do you compare these things, right? People living out in the cold, on the streets, you know, that's happening here in the United States. That's pretty rough. That's pretty... Pretty, I mean, if bombs were dropping on them, that would be worse, right? It's still a, it's probably incredibly difficult to get through the night if you're in a cold city without a home. And some people don't make it through the night. All right. <clears throat> Someone left a comment. And they thought that I sounded like someone they knew, and they were like, a UK man? <laughs> uh... I mean, I'm okay, I guess, but you know, I'm counting. I'm counting my blessings and praying for the best, and trying to stay clear-eyed about what's going on. Because if it's going to get bad, I'd rather not be surprised by that fact. I'd rather be prepared for it, at least psychologically and spiritually. I don't know to what extent one can truly materially prepare for these things, but there's a certain amount you can do. At any rate, that's all I've got to say. Until next time, adios.